He's got a beautiful backswing. That's, oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Layup with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys coming at you recording a little late night 73rd hole action. Got a little Oak Tree National today, a little Olympics golf tomorrow. Had a blast out at National today. Sam couldn't join us. He had some wedding festivities to plan, but Taylor and I had a good, good time up at Oak Tree National. And Sam, you put the number for me at 85 and I just snuck under it at 84 uh, on the heels of a back 937. But that was not the story of the day. The story of the day was my man Taylor going out and from 7,400 yards playing the tips, because I played about 6,900 yards, Taylor played it at 7,400 and finished bogey-bogey to shoot 73. Had a really good round going. So uh, it was a good day out at Oak Tree National. It was also one of the hottest rounds of golf I've ever played in my entire life. But it was a lot of fun. Taylor, what did you think of the course today? Oh, man, I, I cannot tell you how many great things to say about the course. I, I mean, just from the tee boxes to the fairways to the greens, everything was just immaculate. And the fact that it was 130 degrees out there, not a breath of wind, and the fact that we're still able to walk is quite a blessing. But but kind of like you mentioned earlier, played pretty good. But when you finish bogey-bogey, that definitely leaves a sour taste in the mouth going forward. Yeah. Hey, I'm really I'm really happy that I didn't go uh, play with y'all today because uh, T-Dub would have embarrassed me. I mean, bogey-bogey <laughs> to shoot two over? T-Dub, that's impressive. And then Colby, I mean, one over on the back nine? Are you kidding me? That's I, big time. So, so I went two over on the back. So I actually texted Sam because I shot 47 on the front, and then I bogeyed 10. So I was 12 over through 10 holes, and I texted Sam, and I was like, hey, I'm going to reach that 85 number pretty soon. We're teeing off on 11. And then I got on a little mini heater, and I played the last eight holes at one over, and I finished bogey-bogey as well on 17 and 18. I think my pride kicked in on that back nine because we talked so much yesterday about me breaking 85. I had to have a little bit of pride. I, I couldn't come in north of 85. I wouldn't have been able to show my, uh, show my face on the podcast tonight, but it was a good day. Saw some, uh, some folks on the range. It, it was weird. You know, I'm a four handicap, so I can hit my ball a little bit, but I have no business sharing a driving range with some of the guys that we shared a driving range with today. Uh, Willie Wood, Brant Job, and Scott Verplank were out there playing, so they were all on the range at the same time as we were. Uh, introduced myself to Matthew Wolf. Got to meet him today. He was out there grinding, working on some drivers. So it was a really good day at Oak Tree National. And I'm glad that I was able to talk to Brant Job because Brant Job actually spent six years in Japan playing golf over there. Won a few times on the Japanese tour. And I was able to talk to him about golf in Japan how it differs from America and stuff. And that kind of leads us into the Olympics, which is the main theme of tonight's show. And fellas, the Olympics going to get underway tomorrow. Kasumigaseki Country Club in Saitama, Japan. Hideki Matsuyama looking to be the hometown hero. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not. I was kind of doing some research here. Hideki Matsuyama has won two titles at this golf course. He won the 2009 Japan Junior and the 2010 Asia Pacific Amateur on the West Coast. Let's start with you, Taylor. Hideki Matsuyama. Although, hey, go ahead, real Sam, quick, go ahead. Real, real quick, Colby. Uh, that was not on the same course. It was actually on uh, the East course, and this week they're playing the West course, which Hideki played for the first time this week. Okay, so you you actually you flipped them. So he won on the West, and this week they're playing the okay. East. Yeah, which gotcha. The, yeah, gotcha. the yeah. East is a Fazio. Uh, Fazio has now redesigned it for the East. So Taylor, let's start with you. Hideki Matsuyama looking to be the hometown hero, looking to go green and gold, green jacket, gold jacket. Who gives a you know what, as they say on Happy Gilmore, uh, Sam's favorite golf movie. Taylor, what chances do you give Hideki Matsuyama to bringing home the gold in his home country this week? Man, I, I tell you what, guys, I think that he honestly has a better chance, I feel like, since he's won the green jacket, that as opposed to if he had not won a major. Like, like we kind of thought that he would, you know, going back a year ago with how bad his putting was. But being able to get that green jacket, get that kind of moment, or get that uh, bug off your shoulder, whatever, monkey off your back, that's more of a correct phrase. I think that that might propel him into a, a more of a calm mindset. But at the same time, the Olympics in your home country, 
Um, we saw it with the tennis player, uh, Osaka. I mean, she, she didn't play very well in her matches. So, I mean, it's, it just because you're playing good. And even if you have past success of that course, guys, I mean, the home, the pressure of playing the Olympics on your home, in your home country. I mean, that's, that's nothing to, 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 uh, to throw under the bus. But at the same time, I would give Hideki a little bit more credit now since he's got that green jacket. But yet, I, I still think there's probably five to seven guys that I would pick over Hideki, in all honesty. That's interesting. Okay, yeah, you know, Sam, what do you think about Hideki's chances? I, I really like Hideki's chances this week for two reasons. I like that the course is a little softer, and they're playing Zoysia fairways and bentgrass greens, so I really think that Hideki might be able – uh, to ball strike his way uh, to a victory this week. And he even if the putter's not that hot, I mean, if he's putting the ball within 10 to 20 feet on every single hole, uh, I think I really like Hideki's chances this week. Yeah, and I'll say this for Hideki. Throughout the course of his career, he's just a shade under half a stroke better per round on bent greens than he is on any other surface with the putter. I, I talked to Brant Job uh, for a, a decent little bit today out at Oak Tree National on the range, and I was just talking to him about playing in Japan and stuff and asking him about the greens, and he said the bent grass greens that they have in Japan are probably the absolute best bent grass greens in the entire world. So the greens are going to be absolutely pristine. One thing that I thought was really interesting about the Fazio redesign, you know, and, and some people might remember this from the Zozo a few years back, a lot of the courses in Japan have two greens on each hole. They have a bent grass green and a Korai green. That way, for the different weather, they can play two different greens at different times of year. So what Fazio did, Fazio came in and they basically took Kasumagaseki Golf Club and they took everything from two greens to one green and now it's just all bent grass so that's going to be really interesting uh, another storyline this week as we come in guys Sung JM and Siwoo Kim have arguably the most pressure of any two players in the field and, and some people might be wondering why that is Sung JM and Siwoo Kim are playing for a lot more than a medal this week in, in South Korea there is a mandatory two-year military service. It has to be served at some point over the next decade by Sung Jae-im and Siwoo Kim. There are exemptions. They are very hard to attain. An exemption that they can obtain is an Olympic medal. Gold, silver, or bronze would free Sung Jae-im or Siwoo Kim up to not be forced to serve that mandatory two-year military service. And I think that that puts a lot of pressure on those two guys. Sam, what do you think about Sung Jae and Siwoo this week as we head into Gasuma uh, Gaseki Golf Club? It's fun to say, so I keep saying it. Kasuma Gaseki Golf Club. <laughs> Well, you know, it's ironic that uh, they're both uh, from South Korea because you have uh, Data Golf, who has them both at 15th, tied for 15th uh, as Data Golf's favorites. Uh, so, you know, they, I think that I really do kind of like uh, Siwoo Kim this week. Sungjae, uh, you know, likes the Bermuda greens and everything, but I think that the course is so pure this week that it might favor a ball striker like Sun, Sungjae, who can play really well. But, I mean, my goodness, talk about that pressure. I mean, if I'm coming down the stretch and I'm, you know, more Kawa or Victor Hovland and I'm battling out Sungjae, you know, I might miss a couple putts just to say, hey, dude, you, you take this. You need it. Taylor, what are your thoughts on Sungjae and Siwoo this week? Man, yeah, I completely agree, guys. I think that, I mean, we talk about this all the time with, with guys out there on the tour who are trying to make their way up and talking about how the next two years of their life can be done from just winning a tournament. Well, now you got two years of your life is determined by if you don't play good, which is, you know, kind of along the same lines, but even to a higher extent because you have to serve in the military. And for, for golf fans who will remember, Sangmoon Bay was, I believe that, I believe that's who it was, was the main example of that. And he, he filed for the extension because I guess what you do is you go through the, the government and they can, it's like a review process or whatever. And, he was a prominent player at the time. He played on the President's Cup team, guys, and they still made him do his two-year service. And I, you, you don't really – I hadn't really even thought about that until you mentioned it, Colby, but these are two very young golfers who are really up-and-comers in the game. I know Siwoo won the players a few years ago, but, I mean, Sung Jae is definitely a player that we've been waiting to, to break out and think that he'll win at least one major by the time his career is done. So 
I mean, this has a lot of pressure on those guys. I mean, even more. I'm, I can't think of any more pressure than that, in all honesty. Like, we thought Hideki had pressure playing in front of Japan, but the fact of you, the next two years will determine if you serve in the military and risk your life every day. I mean, that, that's pretty scary, guys. Yeah, it absolutely is. So it'll be interesting to see how those guys play this week. Uh, fellas, I don't know about y'all, but I'm hanging out tonight, and I have got in my hand a clubby, which is the perfect way to cap off a great day. A little Oak Tree National, a little 73rd hole podcast this evening. Clubby is a more drinkable version of the Oklahoma Stable, the club special, the official seltzer of slicing limes, not drives, lemon and lime, lemon and lime natural flavoring, only four grams of carbs, two grams of sugar, 100 calories, has electrolytes, does not contain artificial flavors perfect for a hot day on or off the golf course specifically formulated for golfers of every handicap makes shooting anything over 110 bearable the freshest smoothest leanest greenest number one seltzer in golf guys this golf course this week is going about 7500 yards and from what i've read and and the way that it was described uh, i believe by fazio himself was as a wide open golf course with Huge, pardon me, huge, big, deep bunkers. I, I really wonder who that sets up well for. I, I mean, Colin Morikawa coming off the win at the Open Championship. It is so hard to win that major championship. And then with everything that's going on, all the congratulations, the media tours, all the different stuff that Morikawa's done since he won the Open Championship, it is so hard to get yourself back up immediately for another golf tournament. So Morikawa is the favorite this week. Morikawa should be the favorite. That's deserved. He's won in the last calendar year. He's won two majors and a World Golf Championship event. He deserves to be the favorite. But Sam, we'll start with you. What do you think about Morikawa this week? Do you really see him contending and ultimately uh, wrapping that gold medal around his neck come the conclusion of this tournament? Yeah, I mean, after he won the PGA, uh, Colin Morikawa missed the cut in his next event. However, he's talked about that in the past and said, you know, maybe I was focusing on the wrong things after I won and maybe got a little overwhelmed uh, with winning his first major. So maybe he'll handle his second major a little better uh, than missing the cut in the next event. Maybe he gets up for the Olympics a little bit more than he did uh, for whatever tournament was right after the PGA. I can't remember. But um, basically, I really you have to love Colin Morikawa. And it's interesting. Uh, that the course is long and wide open because there's really not that many bombers in this field. It's kind of interesting to look at. I guess the bombers of this tournament would be Rory and Justin Thomas, um, but there's really not that many guys that you're just like, wow, that guy pounds it. Uh, there's a bunch of guys uh, such as, you know, Patrick Reed, Dave Dancers, Cam Smith, Shoffley, Hovland, Morikawa's of the world, Paul Casey. It's really going to be uh, an interesting tournament because there's a lot of those guys uh, that are average length off the tee, uh, but have that iron game and short game uh, to boot. Yeah, I, I completely agree, Sam. You listed off a lot of players just in that little fit there that I like this week, and I think that have a good chance to hoist uh, to hoist maybe not necessarily the gold medal, but as we saw last year with Matt Kuchar, or last time with Matt Kuchar, just getting a bronze can feel just like winning winning any tournament. But here here's the big question, guys, because we've been talking about this for quite a while with the the kind of idiotic debate in all honesty of would you rather have a major championship or, or the Olympic gold medal? We have an official strength of field this week, guys, for the official world golf rankings. What do you think? What do you think the strength of field of the Olympic golf competition is? Uh, Sam, you guess first. Uh, I'm going to go with 80. Uh, I think it's more than that. We still got Rory, Morikawa, Xander. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go 100, and let's call it on the strength of my clubby, let's call it 169. I, I, I like the 169. It is a little higher than, than I thought it would be. It's right at 318. So I'm sorry, really? 319. 319, uh, yeah. The so only a, reason why I went so low is because I, I thought there were less players, so I didn't know how much that affected it. Well, well, here's to put it a little bit into perspective, guys. So 319 is the strength of field. Earlier this year at the Memorial, the strength of field was a 602. So, I mean, almost double. The strength of field at the Wells Fargo Championship was 480. And, and like I said, Sam, you made a good point with the fact that we got smaller field, and so that has a lot to do with it. But here, here's another small field. The Century Tournament of Champions that's held in Kapalua start of the year. Strength of field this year was 529. So, I mean, it's all these other random tournaments or just regular PGA Tour tournaments, 
are blowing the strength of field this term out of the water. And so, so, so T-Dub, what you're saying is basically that we need to make uh, a little petition for Sungjae and Siwoo uh, and give it to the South Korean government. I, anything to get those guys to not have to go in, into the military. I mean, what I, 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 I might have mentioned this earlier, but from what I was reading back when the Sang Moon thing was happening, the only person that they ever gave that exemption to was a, uh, a real famous actor or musician of some sort. So you have to be like a super pop culture phenomenon to be able to get that exemption. And so I'm, I'm obviously Japan, South Korea are different. But if if Hideki had been from South Korea and he had won the Masters, I bet that would have been enough to get him uh, that exemption that he needed. But um, but yeah, just to, to go on those lines, yeah, anything we can do to get them going. But I, I mean, just guys, a, a less a strength of field less than some of those other tournaments I was leading off. I mean. I understand it's a smaller field and we're getting more players from around the globe, but can we stop acting like that this is some huge mega tournament every year? Or I'm sorry, for the second time now? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that everyone sees it for what it is. It's the Olympics. It's really cool. It's the third time it's been contested in the game of golf since the year 1900. Think about that. Third time since 1900 it's been contested in the game of golf. And it's really cool that golf is back in the Olympics, but I, I still don't think that we've totally gotten the full Olympic experience with golf because in 2016 there were a lot of concerns in Rio. Some guys didn't go. They weren't sure what it was going to be like. A lot of guys didn't go. And this year we've got all the coaches. COVID concerned. It's not the true Olympic experience. Guys are you know, pretty much sequestered to their hotel room and to the golf course and back. So I don't think we've really gotten a good vibe for what golf's going to be like at the Olympics. I certainly hope that in 2024 we get that because I don't feel like we've gotten that at this point. Why don't we do this, fellas? Why don't we take a break? Come back on Colby, the Colby, other Colby, side. Yeah, quick. go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. Fire hey, off. You mentioned the 1900 Summer Olympics. Uh, any guesses on what the winner shot in that tournament? <laughs> Sam would have this number. <laughs> how many, how many rounds did they play? They played two rounds. Two rounds, I'm uh, going to say 78-82. I'm going 83-83. 78-82. Charles Sands from the United States of America shot 167 uh, and won the tournament by one over Walter Rutherford. Uh, and then the second American that, by the way, there were only 12 guys in the tournament from four countries, the United States, Great Britain, France, and one guy from Greece, the Greek freak, Alexandros Mercati. And then, uh, but, but, but the guy who finished, uh, second for the U.S. shot 94, 95, uh, and only missed a medal by five spots. Sam, I'm so glad that you pulled that up. That's so on brand for you to have the, to have the scores from the 1900 Olympics pulled up for our 2021 Olympic preview. All right, let's so take can a, we please so, stop saying that it's the third Olympics for golf? It's the second. Also, also, could you imagine you get three medals and there's only 12 people going? So you have what is that? A 20? You have a 25 percent chance of yeah. getting a medal? That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, the guy who finished last from France shot 252 for two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's brutal. That's absolutely that's brutal. That's an Olympian. Yep, that yep. is an Olympian. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back on the other side. We've got DraftKings lineups, best bets. We'll wrap this thing up for you. Stay with us on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y Roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today.
Welcome back. Rolling along here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, and Sam Humphreys with you. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the 73rd hole, Instagram 73rd hole. And while you're at it, head over to golfoklahoma.org. Golfoklahoma.org. You can listen to this podcast on the front page and keep up with everything happening around the state in the game of golf in the state of Oklahoma. Fellas, the Olympics this week, we do have DraftKings. I will not get things started since I did not submit a DraftKings lineup last week while I was in Washington, D.C. We will defer to Taylor, who uh, I believe finished 11th in our pool last week, which was the highest of the three of us. I didn't submit. Sam was 15th. So, Taylor, you get it started, and then, Sam, you can fire away, and I'll, uh, I'll round things out. We'll snake draft this thing like usual. Yeah, the, the, my my going first here is the equivalent of shooting eight over in match play and winning your match. So, it's but basically I, I would, the 1900 I, Olympics. <laughs> Sam, Sam, why you got those shit? By the way, uh, that was in Paris, France. I looked it up in the break. Paris? Go France. ahead. I wonder how many golf courses were in Paris, France in 1900. All right, so I will go with my first pick here. And I, this is the um, – I only have one country where I have two, two or more players for, from that country. And uh, I have one of them right here as my cheapest option. And – I think one of the questions we asked ourselves when we first saw the Olympics was we looked at Norway and we saw Victor Hovland and we saw Christoph Ventura wasn't on there. And we were like, well, who's the other guy from Norway? Well, I go down, I do a little research at 6,100. You got, I'm probably going to butcher this name, but you got Christian uh, Johannes. And the reason that he is higher than Ventura in the rankings, he's up to 297th in the world. That's because over the course of the last six events, he's played on the challenge tour. He has not finished worse than 23rd. So, and he's got a second and a fifth and a ninth in there. So that's a guy who's playing pretty good. And for the market, 6,100, who's pretty much valued as one of the cheaper golfers in the field, I think he finishes a lot closer to the middle of the pack or even above top 50%. So I think there's a lot of good value for the other Norwegian in the field besides Hobbit. All right. Well, I am going to go with the 145th ranked player in the world, Jazz Jane Watananan. So, Jazz has played well lately. Uh, he shot a uh, 67 in round four of the Open Championship, made cut there. Uh, he's positive strokes gained, uh, and I decided to not go with any guys from the same country. I actually don't even have an American in my lineup this week on DraftKings. So, 7,000, I'm going with my man, Jazz. Uh, and so, hopefully, I'll get a little uh, Stockton and Malone vibes there. I do have one American in my lineup, but he is not my cheapest option. My cheapest option is an Austrian. How about Sepp Straka down at 6,400? He made 17 of 28 cuts this year on the PGA Tour. Sepp Straka is a good player, and I was trying to look for some value further down the board, and Sepp Straka at 6,400 struck me as the best value a little bit further down. And then my next most expensive, guys, I'm going to use a player that I used at the Open Championship that was pretty good to me. I'm going to use Ryan Fox of New Zealand at 6,900. This is, uh, you know, he's not from Japan or anything, but he's from that hemisphere that time zone, that everything just kind of, I, I think that he'll have a good week this week. He's coming off a good performance at the Open Championship. So I'll go Sepp Straka and Ryan Fox as my two cheapest options. Sam, who you got next? You know, sometimes I need the cards and sometimes the cards just kind of fall my way. Uh, and Johnny Vegas, uh, speaking of cards, has fallen my way lately on DraftKings. He's been on an absolute heater uh, has gained more than two shots on the field uh, in seven of his last nine rounds. So he's been playing really good golf, shot a 64 in the first round of the 3M, and then followed it up with a 68 in round four uh, of the 3M. And so off the tee and, and stroke gained approach, Johnny Vegas is having a great year this year. And when he gets the putter rolling, and it has been rolling pretty well lately, he's been in contention a couple of times here of late, uh, I think that Johnny Vegas is your best value this week on DraftKings at 7400 I actually agree with you there, Sam. I think that 7400 is way too cheap for Johnny Vegas. I have him in my lineup as well. I actually have someone cheaper than him, but I'll, I'll say a couple things about Vegas uh, while we're on this topic. I mean, he has – let me see what here. Uh, he has three top tens in his last seven events and has made eight straight cuts. And uh, two of his last four events, he's finished T2. 
So, I mean, he's, he's playing a lot of good form. You know, he's from Venezuela. The country's kind of in shambles right now, so maybe he could bring some light to that. One other thing I want to mention about my man Johnny in Vegas, I click on his official World Golf profile, and they have a picture of him swinging a, a Nike driver that is at least 10 years old. So I think that we can get a little <laughs> bit more updated picture for my man Johnny Vegas. Um, but my, my uh, second cheapest pick, guys, since uh, you already had Vegas, Sam, so I, I, I'll skip it. And, and then going back down to 6,800, give me another uh, Scandinavian. Scandinavian. I'm loading up on the Scandinavians this week. Give me Henrik. Henry, I'm sorry, Henrik Norland at 6,800. 128th ranked player in the world. He's uh, made five straight cuts in a row, finished fifth a couple weeks ago at the Barbasol. I think that that's a lot of good value because I've got, I've got three players who are a little bit higher in value that I really like. So I was able to find some pretty good value and uh, build around this top guy. So who, who you got next, Sam? I got my boy Antoine Rosner at 76. Tony. He has two top tens this year, 10 of 13 cuts made, won a couple times on the European Tour uh, since the beginning of 2021. And my guy Antoine Rosner, if you look at his strokes gain stats, off the tee, uh, he's gaining more than half a shot, actually, 0.56 off the tee. Uh, and strokes gained approach, he's gaining about a half shot on the field. Uh, so I really like my boy Antoine Rosner's chances this week because it seems like it's going to be a ball striker's paradise if the course is soft and, and uh, not much trouble. Yeah, I like your boy Rosner this week. I thought about going that direction, but I figured you would be going there, so I decided to mix it up. How about a 7200 for my next most expensive? I'm going to go with the Chilean. It is not Joaquin Neiman. It is Mito Pereira. This is a name that you probably haven't heard a ton of, but you're going to hear more of. He's actually uh, attended Texas Tech University, so uh, a little Red Raider action currently in the Big 12. Who knows where they're headed? But Mito Pereira at 7,200, had a good finish last week at the 3M, and is very high up in the Corn Ferry standings. You'll be seeing a lot more of him on the PGA Tour next season. And then my next most expensive guys at 7800 and I am rooting for this guy to get a medal this week at 7800 I'm throwing Siwoo Kim in my DraftKings lineup. Siwoo Kim, he's very banger bust. He is either going to get you a high finish uh, or he's going to miss the cut. There won't be a missed cut this week at the Olympics, but I'm hoping that Siwoo Kim is able to pop and have one of his uh, higher weeks this week on these good bent grass greens. So I'll take Siwoo Kim at 7,800. Sam, who you got? I got – let me phrase this this way. If I told you a guy had five top tens on the year, made 15 of 18 cuts, is positive strokes gained in every single category, and is gaining .65 strokes gained putting per round, uh, then I I couldn't believe it that he wasn't even in the 9,000 range. He's 8,900, and I guarantee you this guy at least gets a bronze medal this year, maybe even better. I'm going with my guy, Cam Smith. He, he comes to play in big tournaments, and I pick him all the time. He never lets me down. He always makes the cut, and he always finishes up there in the top 15 and sometimes even into the top five. My guy Cam Smith at 8,900 going along with Johnny Vegas. They're both great value plays this week. I knew you were going to pick him, Sam, and I knew I shouldn't have done it because you got him picked, but I was able to get it somehow. I think I've got my gold medal winner, my silver medal winner, and my bronze medal winner in my DraftKings lineup. And I think Cam Smith is that bronze championship winner. I think that he will have a really good week this week. So I couldn't agree with what you said more, Sam. And then my next pick, I, I said I was loading up on the Scandinavians. You, you mentioned the Zoysia grass, uh, Sam. So I think that this will help because he played college golf on a course that has Zoysia. He'll be able to chip it a lot better, which is one of the things that's held him back. That's a local Victor Hovland at 9,900. I think that he – I don't think he'll quite get the job done with the gold. Mainly that's because I got an American winning, so maybe that's just my little inner gut. But I would love to see Hovland have a great week. And if, if worst-case scenario, Norwegian hoist the gold medal, I sure hope it is Hovland. And I don't need to say much because I think everyone knows how great he's been playing up as of late. All right. Well, then I'm going to go with my bronze medal winner. I think that Cam Smith will finish – second I think he'll end up in silver uh, but my bronze medal winner uh, has had five top tens made 21 of 22 cuts uh, only had one round negative strokes gain in his last 10 rounds 
uh, and he's gaining over half a shot on the field, putting, approach, and off the tee. Uh, my guy, Joaquin Neiman, from the great country of Chile, shout out Matthew Marquez and Francisco Yanez. I think that Chile is going to be in the medals this year, and I think that they're going to get a bronze. I like it. We've both got a Chilean. I've got Pereira, and you've got Neiman. How about my next most expensive? Guys, I I really think the hometown hero this week has a great chance to win this golf tournament. Hideki Matsuyama, the Zoysia, he's great on, pardon me, not on, he's great around the greens. His chipping, his short game is usually overshadowed by the fact that he typically misses those putts. Hideki Matsuyama, really good strokes gain around the green. One of the best short games on tour. It gets overshadowed because he misses a lot of putts, but I really like Hideki Matsuyama off this Zoysia and on these pure, pure bent grass greens. So I'll take him. Hideki Matsuyama as my second most expensive at 10500 And then I debated whether I really wanted to top load my lineup, and I decided to go ahead and do it. Guys, I know that he's coming off a win at the Open Championship. I know that it's hard to back that up, but Colin Morikawa is such a monster with his irons. And if this course is wide open, if he can just kind of pop the driver out there into some of these wide fairways, and then you're asking me if Colin Morikawa off of Zoysia fairways into soft bent grass greens can throw darts, I'm betting he's going to be throwing darts. So give me Colin Morikawa at 11200 Those are my two most expensive, Hideki and Morikawa. I see both of those guys with medals around their necks at the end of the week. I love what both of y'all said about Victor Hovland. Eight top tens, you know, 18 of 20 cuts made on the year. But where the stat that really just blows my mind about Victor Hovland is he's gaining .82 strokes gain approach and .83 off the tee to go along uh, with being positive in both, you know, around the greens and putting categories on strokes gained. And he's, you know, last, last time we saw Victor tee it up was in the open championship where he shot a 66 and gained over four and a half shots on the field, uh, in round four of the open championship. I love Victor Hovland this week. And I think that he will end up having that gold medal around his neck come Saturday afternoon. Sam's calling the gold for Hovland. That's quite a claim there, Sam. I, mean, I know it was a silver, so that's not that far off, but still. All gold on my chain for Victor Hovland. <laughs> nice. I, I, would, I, would lo- I would love to see it if it's not an American. I, I am going to go with this. might be a little bit of a contrarian pick compared to some. I haven't heard his name being brought up a whole lot this week. And, of course, I had to throw an American in the lineup. And so I scrolled through. I'm doing some research. Colby brought up Morikawa earlier. It just – I don't think winning that Open Championship leads into winning um, the next week. I just I think that's so tough. Obviously, I'm not going to pick Patrick Reed because, I mean, that would just be worst-case scenario of all time if he was the uh, gold medalist. So I want to avoid that at all costs. So I am going to go with the second most expensive on DraftKings, uh, 10900 I had a good feeling about him earlier at the players it worked out. I got a good feeling about him this week. I think your gold medal winner, Justin Thomas. I really like that pick. I like that pick a lot. Justin Thomas, to me, and the fact that this course, I think, is going to be a little more open, I think that benefits Justin Thomas because he's a great iron player. He's not quite on the level that Morikawa is with his irons, but JT gets in trouble spraying his driver around some. I think if he's got a little more uh, room off the tee, that could really give him a chance uh, to win this golf tournament. So I like JT this week. So how many Americans do we all have? I had one with Morikawa. Sam, how many did you have? I had zero because I don't care about any of these American players, to be honest. Fair enough. Fair enough. Taylor, did you just have JT? I just had JT, yeah. And I, I will say this about JT, too, Kobe. Keep mentioning the uh, the good bent grass greens. On, the only two players that I'm seeing here, or I'm sorry, there's three players within the top probably 20, um, probably 20 spots in total strokes gained over the last six months. Only three players losing strokes putting are Corey Connors, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa. So I think the, the really good bent grass greens could actually help out the people who aren't putting so well because they might be able to roll in a couple of uh, 10, 10 foot par putts that they wouldn't be able to keep them, keep the momentum going on some courses where they wouldn't traditionally. T Dub, let me ask you. I mean, you, what about your South African boys? I thought you were going to go full on South African on me. See, the, the thing is, the South Africans, they're really good at making cuts, they're really good at making checks. 
Um, Derek Hago really went off for me the week that I picked him. I just I would be I would be shocked if one of those guys, um, if either one of those guys was on the uh, the pedestal or the man or whatever they call it, wherever they get the three medals at the end. I just I think that they're those two guys are just middle of the pack guys. I think they'll have good weeks, but I don't expect any of them to to have a stellar week. If any of them was going to, I would say my boy C Bezel kind of can can sleep under the radar. But I think he's borderline top ten, top eight guy at best. I don't think he has a top uh, top and, five or top three ceiling. Yeah, and then T Dub, I want to ask you guys and Colby, I want to ask you guys uh, a little bit about uh, just the U.S. factor in the Ryder Cup. And I mentioned it early, like earlier. Do you really care that much? I mean, if I look at the Americans, you have Colin Moore, Kylo, California guy, Xander Shopley, California guy, and then Justin Thomas is an Alabama guy, and then you have Patrick Reed, who's Patrick Reed. Uh, and so basically my point here, boys, is, you know, these smaller countries, it's more of a state-like uh, feel in the U.S. where you get that hometown vibe and you kind of root for those guys on a weekly basis uh, for guys, you know, like Norwegians for Victor Hovland. Uh, but for me, I would rather see a guy like Victor Hovland who played at the University uh, of Oklahoma State uh, than, than, than to see a Patrick Reed just for the U.S. factor. I think that the U.S. for me uh, is a little different because we're so big. I, I, I see a lot of guys that I would rather see win uh, than some of the U.S. guys. Yeah, and I think, too, on, on going on that point, Sam, I think that the main difference between, like you mentioned, the, the Ryder Cup and this is that this isn't a team competition. The Ryder Cup is, is a team competition. It's mono a mono. It's USA versus uh, Europe, essentially. And this is this isn't one of those deals where if the if four of the Americans all play good, the USA doesn't get the gold medal. It's a total individual contest. And I just I think that that plays a lot into it. And one of the biggest things I noticed about the last Olympics was how much it actually did help grow the game in a lot of a lot of countries that they haven't seen golf because. People just watch the Olympics out of habit, and they see golf on, and they see a player from their country, wherever it may be. Let's just say Chile, for example, probably not the most prominent uh, golf country around. But, you know, obviously Joaquin Neiman's doing great, but if he won a gold medal, that's going to grow the, the game in Chile by tri- um, um, an, right. an unlimited and amount. Up, that's a great point that you bring up, that it would grow the game. Uh, and, and right now the golf community in Chile is so small that, you know, uh, I went to Tulsa with two Chileans. I mentioned them earlier, Matt Marquez and Frank Yanez, and and they all know Joaquin Neiman just because they all grew up playing together, kind of like an Oklahoma Junior Golf Tour type vibe. And and so that goes right to your point. But do you think it's un-American of me to root for France and Antoine Rosner because he went to my college? I absolutely don't know. I, I think that at the end of the day, like we, we kind of alluded to on the last show, I think at the end of the day, when you're an American, you just you want to have the most medals for for all the sports, right? And I I, I don't think that the one golf medal is is going to change a whole lot. I'll be honest with you guys, I'll be rooting more for an American to win the women's uh, Olympics than I will be for a man. In all honesty. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's uh, bad of you, Sam, to be rooting for other people. I mean, l- look, I would love, love, love to see Victor Hovland win a gold medal. And I, I think we're all, to an extent, rooting for Sungjae and Siwoo. I mean, Sungjae and Siwoo, they, there's, a lot, there's a lot on the line for those guys. I mean, even seeing Hideki hoist the gold in his home country would be really cool. So, no, I, I don't think that that's un-American by any means whatsoever. Let's look at matchups here, guys. I'm looking at a couple of betting matchups right here on the betting odds. The one American that we haven't really uh, mentioned his name too much yet, Xander Schauffele. I'm looking at Colin Moore, Colin, Xander Schauffele in the matchup head-to-head. I've got them both minus 110. Sam, I'll go to you first. Morikawa or Schauffele, who are you laying money on at minus 110? I would have to go Morikawa with that, and those are the two top uh, odds for this tournament. I mean, you have Morikawa at seven to one and Xander at nine to one, along with Justin Thomas at nine to one. And so I, I really like Morikawa just based on current form. And, and here's my question is that, you know, we, we talked about like Matt Kutcher thought that getting the bronze was like winning a tournament and Xander's kind of in that group of being allergic to win. So is he allergic of the gold medal or is he going to be allergic of a medal in general? It's a good question. It's a really good question. It'd be really something if Xander won this week for a non-official 
uh, event. That would really be something if he captured his first win in two and a half years on that. Here's one for you, Taylor, and you might like this one. I've got a head-to-head matchup here between Xander and JT. Xander is minus 132 in this matchup. Justin Thomas plus 110 in this matchup in the betting market. Taylor, are you feeling pretty confident there with JT over Xander, especially getting the plus money? I, I think with the plus money, I think that would be a bet that I would take. If, if for example, it was the uh, same Morikawa um, odds where it was straight minus 110, I might not be as lenient. But if you can get plus money on Justin Thomas at really any point in any matchup, it's really hard to pass that up unless he's playing against Rom or a 2000 Tiger or something. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that just because of the plus money. My best bets this week on, uh, uh, you know, just – if you want to throw some money on a long shot, I know that I, I'm a Antoine Rosner homer, but at 80 to one, uh, I think that that's some really good value uh, for Antoine Rosner, as well as uh, you, you can get Cam Smith, who I think is going to be uh, in the medals along with Joaquin Neiman are both 20 to one. I think that you can definitely get some value on that. Uh, but Victor Hovland at 12 to one is my best bet of the week. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, last one here, fellas, and then we'll move on. Taylor, I'll let you get me an update from Southern Hills. We haven't talked about Rory McIlroy yet. More Rory McIlroy and Shane Lowry is the team from Ireland. Plus 120, Rory McIlroy is in a matchup with Justin Thomas. JT was minus 144. Taylor, we'll start with you. How do you feel about Rory McIlroy this week at a potentially wide golf course with some pure greens? Yeah, you're talking about someone that's been kind of going on under the radar. I haven't heard much conversation about him like you said him him and Lowry I think are almost a dynamic duo when it comes to I think they're they're the best just because Lowry's been playing so well but but you look at Rory he had the T7 at the U.S. Open but since then finished 59th at the uh, Irish Open uh, missed the cut at the Scottish and finished 46th at the Open Championship where he traditionally plays very well so and I mean and Colby, I remember you mentioning it you thought that he was your biggest disappointment of the Open Championship was how bad Rory played so I think for Rory to, to get up there in that goal, in that uh, medal status, he's going to have to have fixed something. But with how talented Rory is, it could happen just like that. Um, if I had to pick, I, I think the other guys that we mentioned, I would probably pick a little ahead of Rory. I think, here, here's a good bet, guys. What would you take? You, y'all like Rory or Hideki more? I like Rory more. I like Hideki more. Just because more. of the course. I like Hideki more in his home country uh, at a course that I think he's probably been around a few times. I those, think Hideki – oh, go ahead, Tito. Oh, I was just going to say, I think those are the two guys who are, are fairly high-valued in, in um, DraftKings and also uh, betting-wise that I think that there's some – like, for example, Victor Hovland at 9,900. I like him over Rory and Hideki this week, that, that just as an example. Well, we, you know, with the women's gymnastics, we saw Simone Biles uh, kind of fold under the pressure of all the pressure that was being put on her shoulders. And I think that the only person in the whole Olympics uh, that has that kind of pressure would be Hideki Matsuyama in his, in his home country after winning the Masters. So, I mean, I think Rory's playing with a lot less pressure on his back uh, than Hideki is just taking analytics out of it. But talking about analytics for Rory real quick, why he's been – going under the radar is because in his last eight rounds, he's only had one round uh, where he gained more than one shot on the field going back to the first round uh, of the duty-free Irish Open. And so I I really, you know, with Rory, the current form really isn't there. But before that duty-free Irish Open, uh, he had had at least, I'm looking here, at least 20 rounds uh, where he was positive strokes gained on the field. So he was on a little bit of a heater before then, but as of late, it's dropped off just a tad in his last eight rounds. Yeah. Fellas, closing thoughts on the Olympics before we head over and get an update from Southern Hills. Why don't we do this? Sam Taylor, y'all both give me give me a gold, silver, bronze, and then I'll give mine, and we'll head on to get an update from the junior tournament at Southern Hills. I got, I got JT gold. I've got... Uh, Hovland, Silver, and uh, Sam's boy, Cam Smith, with the Bronx. I have Hovland with gold. I have Cam Smith with silver. And I have Joaquin Neiman with bronze. I'm going to go Hideki with gold, Colin Morikawa, Silver, 
And then I'll go JT Bronze. I like JT. Couldn't fit him in my DraftKings lineup. But I'll go uh, Hideki, Morikawa, and then JT. Uh, by the way, if you're, if you're having a little trouble. Uh, I, I was going to say. Go ahead, Tony. Oh, go, go, ahead. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, I think that that's what, – what would you take if you had to say right now over or under one American – to uh to get a medal, what would you say? And you can't pick you can't pick even money. You have to say under or over. Ooh. Under. Because Col- Colby had two and uh, Sam has none. And I have one. So I think it's a fairly good and Kucher was the was the one back in um back in twenty sixteen down in Rio. So um if two Americans can get it, that'd be pretty impressive. I'll I'll be real honest with you. I think I would go over because I get, I just can't see the, the U.S. going zero. I mean, the U.S. is sending Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Xander Schauffele, Patrick Reed. Reed, I, I don't totally love him this week because the last three weeks, he went to England, he went to Minnesota, he went to Tokyo. This dude's going to be exhausted. Now, there aren't going to be any spectators on the course. Cameras might be limited, so if he's playing the ball up, that could be a huge advantage. But... I just I have a hard time imagining that the Americans will not have anybody on the podium. I think it's more likely that they have two than that they have zero. So I think I'll go over the one. What would you go, Taylor? Man, that's tough. I, I would. I boy, if I if you put a gun to my head, I would probably say the under, just because I think that maybe one of them gets fourth. But I, it's definitely not something I would I would want to uh, to, to lay the mortgage on, as we like to say. Yeah, I'll tell you what's not a tough decision, and that's where to go if you're having back problems. You need to go to the Spine Clinic of Oklahoma. Dr. Beecham and Dr. Brawley, both avid golfers, high-quality, individualized patient care, total complete spine care. Dr. Beecham does non-invasive. The Spine Clinic offers the capability to approach all options before surgery. Dr. Beecham specializes in interventional pain management, and he's double board certified in anesthesiology and pain management. However, if you are needing back surgery, Dr. Dr. Brawley received the honor of being listed as one of the top 20 spine surgeons under the age of 40 in all of North America. Visit thespineclinicok.com, located off Broadway Extension on Britain in Oklahoma City. Sam, did you have one more thought before we head off to Southern Hills? Yeah, yeah. All right, let me see if any of y'all would take this bet against me. So give me Canada, give me, uh, uh, give me England, and then... Give me Australia versus the U.S. and number of medals wins. Yeah, I mean, I, I've already so said I, I have to take the U.S. Based on what I've already said, I have to take the U.S. because I've said it's more likely they get two than zero, and I've picked Morikawa and JT. What do you think, Tyler? I, I would say I'd probably go with the other one just because you got six versus four. But at the same time, what is the quality of the four? And so I, I think that's a good question. I, I If I – once again, if you put the gun to my head, I would probably lean towards Sam's. But I, I hope you're right, Colby, because I would love to see the red, white, and blue up there on the podium. Yeah, I love that. I mean, Morikawa and JT, I think, have a great chance. I mean, Xander, look, I give Xander some grief because he can't win. But, I mean, Xander's a great player. Xander's a great player, and, and he has a chance this week. He absolutely does. Will I be surprised if he win? Sure, I will. But he has a great chance this week. Uh, Taylor, there is some absolutely great golf being played at Southern Hills this week by some juniors here in the state of Oklahoma. Give us a little update before we call it a night. Yeah, I'll give an update right here. Um, so, unfortunately, the uh, the scores are not posted up on the website yet. So, the picture I got is from a, a friend of the show, parent Sean Cowan, sent the, uh, the boys' leaderboard. So, and I do believe it was a, a one-day tournament. I think yesterday was their practice round. It was listed as the first round, but I think they just did practice round, and the day was an 18-hole tournament. So, uh, Trey Hill wins the, wins the state am and just keeps it rolling. She's 69 at Southern Hills to, to claim another trophy. So, uh, the uh, I believe he's going to Oklahoma City. I mean, they, they're on a run. Another Oklahoma City, Dylan Teeter shot 73. So th- those were your two uh, winner and runner-up at the State Am. So playing some good golf there. Um, friend of the show, Ryder Callen shot a 70. So he tied second along with um, OU, uh, OU incoming freshman Andrew Goodman. So some really great golf being played there. Seeing a lot of 73s being shot, guys. Bryant Pohill, William Sides, a lot of uh, good players from around this area. But also, to, uh, I do see a 72 in there from um, Kaylin uh, Dulaney was shot a 72. So that's the other best score I see. But, guys, I'm seeing a lot of high 70s and even some low 80s. I mean, that just goes to show 
the testament of Southern Hills. That is not an easy golf course at all. And it goes to show that they did also didn't try to set it up too easy for the kids because we know how great of players these juniors are. And for 69, for there to only be one score in the 60s shows that they uh, they wanted to make it a test. Yeah, that's great playing by Trace Hill. I mean, to come right off of winning the State Am and just continuing that success on the two best courses in Tulsa at Southern Hills and Cedar Ridge, that's really impressive. That's uh, a good point. And, and, and you know, uh, Colby, I have one more thing that I wanted to get to that we said we would talk about. What are y'all's favorite Olympic sports that you only get to watch during – that you only watch during the Olympics? Mm, that's a good question. I think uh, for the summer, I might go handball. Handball is fun, man. Yeah, handball is I electric. Handball is electric. Taylor, what do you think? Man, handball's pretty good. I tell you what's been on a lot recently, and I don't know if this qualifies as you know because you said it's just what you watch during the Olympics. But some beach volleyball, that's some good stuff, man. That's, that's wonder why you like watching that, T Dub. I, I even want, I even like watching the, watching the guys in their fancy little <laughs> shorts or whatever they're wearing. I, I think it's so fascinating to have a two v two, you know, strategy. Where do you place the people? How do you position the serve? I, I think all that stuff's really fascinating. Did, did you see that guy that served it backwards with some spin and just tossed it way up in the air? Did you guys see that by any chance in beach volleyball? I it was one of the most ridiculous serves that I've ever seen. I did if not you see go that. Go on but Twitter. I love some sand it volleyball. It was, it was insane. I mean, my number one has to be table tennis. Japan oh, had an electric yeah. comeback in mixed doubles in table tennis yesterday. And let me tell you, boys, they beat. They were comparing this uh, this Chinese mixed doubles uh, table tennis team uh, to the U.S. Uh, you know basketball team and both of them this year I guess are struggling because Japan was down two games to nothing and they play a seven game series and Japan comes all the way back and wins it in the seventh game uh so big time big time play by the Japan table tennis team apparently also, the- one that go ahead oh, good. I was just gonna say the last, one thing I was gonna say a shout out to the uh the American from Alaska the 17 year old girl who won the uh, the swimming uh uh, contest. I can't remember yep. what the length or the stroke, what type of stroke it was, but to be 17 and Alaska and to win a gold medal, that's, super that's, stroke. that's something to brag about. Yeah, I was just going to say being down 2-0 isn't what it used to be. You can ask the uh, Japanese table tennis team or you can ask the Milwaukee Bucks. Being down 2-0 ain't nothing these days. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it ain't nothing these days. So, uh, good stuff. Good stuff from Southern Hills. Good stuff in Tokyo for the Olympics. Can't wait to come back next week and recap it all. We'll have a gold medal when we get back next week. Fellas, good stuff, and uh, we'll be back next week. Any closing thoughts before we call it a day? Viva la France. Oak Tree National is very hard. <laughs> Oak Tree National is very hard. That's a great closing thought, Taylor. Everybody have a good night. Thanks for listening once again to the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. <laughs>